You are listening to Western Iowa's information leader, KCIM. I'm Nathan Cones here with your midday news for Friday, December 22nd, 2023. The Christmas holiday season is a time of joy and celebration for many. However, it can evoke feelings of stress and loneliness for others. Manning Regional Healthcare Center recognizes the unique challenges this time of year can bring, and their mental health staff shared some helpful tips to prioritize mental health amid holiday pressures. Janet Bruce, Program Director for Senior Life Solutions at MRHC, emphasizes maintaining mental activity by taking walks, reading, and nurturing health while also advocating self-kindness. She advises reaching out to friends, family, or support groups to combat loneliness, setting realistic expectations, preserving a routine, and establishing boundaries are also essential practices. Bruce says the post-holiday blues are present for many and encourages scheduling activities to anticipate the change in seasons. Holly Schechinger, a mental health counselor at MRHC, says kids aren't immune to the holiday blues either. She stresses the importance of connection and communication with children during the break, emphasizing quality time and emotional presence to create a supportive environment. They remind Iowans to utilize the free and confidential hotline 988 if a friend or family member needs immediate assistance with mental health concerns over the holidays or at any time of the year. And that line is available 24 hours a day seven days a week at 988. The Carroll City Council is exploring its options to restore the aging bandshell in Graham Park. City officials contracted with design firm Shive Hattery a year ago to examine the park's most noticeable building. The engineers identified several structural repairs that would be necessary to restore its appearance and functionality and preserve it for future generations. Parks and Recreation Director Chad T. Meyer says they are at the point where the council needs to decide what work, if any, will proceed. So basically what this is going to look at is new roofing, masonry, (coughs) repair of steel structure, replacement of some doors, electrical upgrades, and things of that nature. The price of the contract work is $22,500. That would also get us completely through construction. So that goes through design phase, bid phase, and then (coughs) inspection afterwards. So... T. Meyer adds the quoted price is solely for the engineering and oversight work. It would not include the estimated construction costs, which are estimated at $100,000. To date, only $30,000 has been budgeted for the Grand Park Banshell project, and the council will need to decide how much they want to appropriate for the effort in the fiscal year 2025 budget. T. Meyer says there are also plans to incorporate private fundraising efforts. As soon as we get the ball rolling, I think we're going to do kind of a media campaign try and see if there is some interest out there in in helping with this project. And I think that could go a long ways. It does have a lot of historical relevance. I know you two are working very hard on getting it on the National Registry. There's a lot of churches that have used it in the past and continue to use it to this day. Um, You know, I, I think the dance team used to hold events there. Bands have held events there. So I think there's multiple ways to try and do some fundraising for it. At-large, Councilman Laverne Dirks indicated he's not opposed to the project, but he says some worrying limitations are coming down the pike from the state on annual city budget growth that should not be ignored. What I worry about is the actual cost Mm -hmm. at the city. This is not an essential thing. Where I'm going to go back to is the State League of City meeting that I went to, and this House File 718 has been the topic of the conversation in all three meetings. You know, we can go ahead and get the planning, but as far as $100,000, I really think that's something that we need to sit and wait and see where we're at with our budget and what the Senate or the state does this year. 
The estimated $150,000 total price tag does not include any grants the city could secure for the project or any private fundraising efforts. Mayor Mark Beardmore says he believes Carroll will be behind keeping the band shell in tip-top shape. Of our park system in Carroll, Graham Park is the premier park, and I think that the band shell itself is the focal point of Graham Park. If this thing's $100,000 or so to fix it up and make it look a lot better than what it does today, and unless we get something catastrophic back from Shive Hattery, like it's double what it is to do those, you know, the fencing and bleachers and things. I mean, this is Carol. This is, we'll make it happen. I mean, whether through it's private, public, we'll make it happen. The council voted unanimously to approve the professional services agreement with Shive Hattery. City officials will need to take additional action at future meetings before construction could proceed. And the six Republicans who represent Iowa in the U.S. House and Senate are calling on the Biden administration to reopen rail crossings in Texas. The U.S. Border Patrol suspended rail operations in Eagle Pass and El Paso on Monday to shift agents to process migrants crossing the border. Congressman Zach Nunn of Bondurant says those two rail crossings are critical to getting Iowa grain and agricultural exports to Mexico. So at the same time we had a dumpster fire on immigration, now we've poured gasoline on it by saying we're not going to allow Iowa corn to leave the country, but we're going to allow unfettered access of illegal immigrants coming into the country. Iowa's congressional delegation sent a letter to President Biden and the U.S. Secretary of Homeland Security on Wednesday calling the situation at the southern border grave. Nunn says the Biden administration's failure to secure the border is making things tougher for law enforcement here in the state. There is no strategy for curbing the amount of crime coming across the border. With the border incursion comes crime, comes fentanyl, comes human trafficking. None met with local officers at the Davis County Law Enforcement Center in Bloomfield on Wednesday. And we do need to step away here for just a moment. We'll be right back. There's more news on the way after this on KCIM. Hi, this is Kimberly Tiefenthaler with the Carroll County Growth Partnership. There are so many of you coming home for the holidays, and we would like to say welcome home. During your visit, perhaps you're thinking about moving back. You could be driving through and experiencing what great communities Carroll County has to choose from. Whatever the reason, we love having you home, and we hope you will continue to choose Carroll County. We would like to thank you for choosing to live, work, play, shop, and dine with us, and we appreciate your choice to visit Carroll County for a day or a lifetime. From all of us at the Carroll County Growth Partnership, have a wonderful, safe holiday season. The Massey Ferguson 4700 series designed for smart, ergonomic, and long-lasting operation. Heavier than the competition, an MF 4700 series tractor won't flinch when it comes to pulling larger implements and balers. Tested in the harshest conditions around the globe, these tractors can handle all the tough jobs you throw at them. Stop by Ramazan Implement in Irwin, Corning, or Pocahontas to learn more about the Massey Ferguson 4700 series. Welcome back to KCIM's Midday News. I'm Nathan Cones reporting. Residents of Lake City could potentially see an increase to their water bills effective in 2024. City Administrator Jacob Matthews says that the city's water rates have not been adjusted since 2015. We are supporting 2023 expenses with 2015 revenue. 
Inflation has significantly impacted our operation. For example, we've seen in our water utility is the maintenance contract for our water tower. They're telling us that their expenses have gone up 18 to 75 percent, and as a result of that, our maintenance costs, our contract with them is going to go up 7.5 percent. Everyone's getting slammed with inflation, and we're not immune to it here in Lake City. Their second challenge is that Lake City is facing some rough conditions of the current wells in place. The two wells generate about 3.2 million gallons of water for the residents and businesses of the community each month. Matthew says that building two new wells would ensure a sufficient water supply and raising the water rate would help support and finance the project. We have two wells. The first well, we can only pump at 35% capacity because it's being regulated by the Iowa DNR. So we're blending it with our other well. It's about 51 years old. Uh, It's exceeded its expected life expectancy. We've partnered with ISG. We're working on building two new wells. And it's anticipated these wells will be completed in 2025. The wells are going to cost $1.75 million, but they have to be supported by our water rates. Lake City's financial reserve for the water account is only $31,112. Matthew says that by increasing the water rates, the reserve can be built up for better preparation for future needs. That's a very small reserve. If something were to break and needed to get replaced, we're not in a position to pay for it with what's in our water account. That amount is simply insufficient to handle any sort of costly repairs, growth, replacement costs, new projects, or potential DNR regulations. Matthews explained what he meant by potential DNR regulations, referring to PFAS, or commonly known as forever chemicals. Matthews says that while Lake City's aquifers do not contain these forever chemicals, they cannot just sit around waiting for it to happen. Matthews says that effective planning should encompass both foreseeable and unforeseen challenges. These forever chemicals have been found in other aquifers in Iowa. Our aquifer is okay, but these other aquifers, in many cases, they don't know how they got in there. That's kind of alarming to me. If you're reading the tea leaves of what the EPA is doing, saying in the next five to ten years, it's very likely we're going to see regulation on these forever chemicals. That's kind of this potential iceberg that I'm seeing in the future that we need to be aware of. I'm not saying we're going to run into it. I'm saying we could run into it. The current rates are priced at ten ninety-three for the first 1,000 gallons and $5.40 for each additional 1,000 gallons used after that. The proposed ordinance would increase those rates to $15 for the first 1,000 gallons and $6.75 for each additional 1,000 gallons used. If approved, the new rates would go into effect in July of 2024, which is the start of the city's fiscal year 2025 budget. And Winnebago executives say high interest rates and weak demand are contributing to declining sales. Winnebago makes recreational vehicles at facilities in Forest City, Lake Mills, Charles City, and Waverly. The company's reporting revenue in the first quarter of its fiscal year was $763 million, a decrease of almost 20% compared to the first quarter of last year. Winnebago CEO Michael Happy says his company knew when the fiscal year started in September that there were many obstacles ahead. Consumer confidence was unsteady given macroeconomic factors. Affordability of the RV and boating lifestyle, while still competitive with other forms of leisure travel, had become difficult for potential new customers. And dealers were aggressively managing inventory by constraining inbound wholesale shipments. Happy says those challenges will continue into the company's second quarter. We believe continued strong wholesale constraints 
during a seasonally lighter retail period of the year in December through February, and subsequent further reduced production by our businesses over the holidays will also have a similar impact on Q2 financial results as well. Gross profit for Winnebago in its first quarter was down 28% when compared to the same quarter last year. And that is going to be wrapping up your look at news. For these stories and many more, check us out online by following us on Facebook and Twitter, on the web at 1380kcim.com or through the Carroll Broadcasting mobile app. I'm Nathan Cohen's reporting, wishing you a wonderful Christmas weekend.